Today, we're going to cover five things you should do before you apply for a car loan. I'm Joe Chavaria, and this is another episode of the Joe Credit Show. So before I begin, I need to throw my little disclaimer out there that everything in this video is just generic information purposes only. This is not going to be legal advice, no financial advice, no tax advice, no promises or guarantees are made in this video. This information is purely for information purposes only provided to the general public. All right, so now we got that disclaimer out of the way. Um, I want to dive into the topic at hand today, which is five things you should do before you apply for, for an auto loan. So first and foremost, let me kind of give you a little, a little framework here as far as you know the difference between an auto loan and a retail installment contract. Now, it may not mean much to you now, but in the future, knowing this information could, could probably help you out if you get yourself in a pickle, if you have to end up suing a, a dealer or a bank. It's important to know the types of contracts that 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 are out there. And so you kind of know exactly what type of transaction you are you are within. And so really when it comes to auto loan financing or auto financing, there's two main contract types. There's, there's others, but there's, there's two main ones. You know, I'm not gonna talk about leases, I'm talking purely on the purchase side. And so you have an auto loan and then you have a retail installment contract. Now I know what you're I know what you're probably thinking. You you didn't know there there was two, you probably thought all of it was auto loans, you thought it was all the same thing, but it's actually two different things. And so let me kind of give an example or explain a little bit more in terms of what is the difference. So a, an auto loan, a real auto loan, is where you go to the bank, you get pre-approved for financing. The bank says, hey, based on your credit, we'll give you uh, an auto loan in the amount of $30,000. And here is a check or we'll wire the funds whenever you're ready. This is going to be your interest rate. This is going to be your term. Go get your go get the vehicle, and whenever you're ready, submit it to us, and we'll we'll submit the financing. Um, so basically, you're going to the bank first to secure financing, and then with your financing, you're going to buy the vehicle. You go to a dealership or go to a private seller, but you're taking financing with you. Now that's an auto loan. A retail installment contract is where you go to the dealership. The dealership will basically shotgun your credit around. And a couple of banks will say yes, a couple of banks will say no. And uh, once you once you have signed the agreement, once you've signed your contract on the vehicle that you're trying to that you're trying to purchase or finance, the dealership will basically collateralize the uh, the, the debt obligation using a retail installment contract, and then they'll sell that contract to a bank. So the bank or the lender will basically buy up the contract. They're stepping into the dealer's shoes. But essentially, there's really no auto loan. There's no advancements of uh, funds given to you, the individual, in that transaction, because really, you're just going to the dealership. They are structuring an installment contract. That contract is now the value. That contract is then sold to a lender who's going to buy that contract from, from, from them. And essentially, again, there's no auto loan in that scenario. It's just a contract that's basically sold to, to a lender. And sometimes on credit reports, you'll look at the, the account type and it'll say auto loan. And if you went to the dealership and you didn't get the money in advance, um, chances are it's actually an installment contract, which if you ever find yourself in a pickle trying to get uh, bad uh, auto you know, accounts off your report, like repos and, and charge-offs and things like that, you may be able to use that as ammunition to, to, to basically argue that the account type on the report is inaccurate because it is not an auto loan. It is, in fact, an installment contract. Uh, so I just wanted to share that before we dive in so that way you kind of get a good framework of 
you know, auto loan versus versus retail installment contract. So thing number one that you want to do before you apply for, for, for a car loan is you need to check your FICO auto score, not your credit karma score, not your vantage score, not your, your, your credit card score that you have in your credit card statement. Not that you want to see your FICO auto score. And there's really only one place to get your FICO auto score, which is uh, myfico.com. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't get a check for, for saying that. I wish I did. Um, that's just free publicity for those guys. But that really is the only website that's out there, which is myfico.com. And you can get your FICO auto scores. So FICO auto is very similar to FICO, FICO mortgage. Um, FICO auto will use FICO version 2.0 for Experian. They'll use 4.0 for, for TransUnion, 5.0 for Equifax. So most car dealerships or most banks, most auto lenders are going to use FICO version 2, 4, and 5, um, or some of them will actually use FICO 8, but it's all going to be under the FICO auto score. And all that means is when your FICO score is generated, there's going to be what's called an industry option that's applied to the score. And the industry option is sort of like an influencer. It just means that you know, here, here's the base of the FICO score, but I'm an auto lender. So I want to know what's the likelihood of that individual defaulting on an auto loan, because that's really all I care about, because that's, that's the business that I'm in. And so the industry option would, have basic, would basically apply a little bit more influence, a little bit more significance on auto accounts in the past, whether it be auto loans or installment contracts in the past. It would place a little bit more emphasis on that. So if you had some late pays on, on an auto loan in the past or uh, a repossession before the past, that's definitely going to count against you. It's going to be influenced in, in a negative direction um, because, it, you know, obviously the the the, uh, the, the demonstration of the likelihood of defaulting or, or completely going ghost on, on a new installment contract and new auto loan is high based on the past experience on, on auto loans in the past. So you really want to pay attention to your FICO auto score. Look at your Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax auto score. And if you go to myfico.com, it'll tell you what your FICO auto scores are, broken down by bureau. And, uh, and, and probably even before you apply for, for uh, a car loan or go to the dealership, ask them, you know, what score model is being used? So, you, you know, because keep in mind, the dealership may not check all three credit bureaus, all three credit agencies. They may just pick one. They may pick two. Um, they may only look at one or two of them. And so you kind of want to know which one they're going to be looking at. Maybe call them in advance. Say, hey, I'm thinking about buying a car. What uh, what score do you require? What bureau do you check? So on and so forth. Get some information in advance. You kind of know what you're dealing with. And so tip number two or, or thing to do, you know, number number two is uh, is going to be basically um, something you can do to boost your score. So really the the, the sweet spot is uh, is going to be, you know, 620 you know, and above. So 620 and above is really going to be the sweet spot for getting financing, um, especially if you decide to go get your own financing. So something you can do if you're not quite there on your FICO auto score, something you can do is take a look at your open credit cards. So if you have two, three, four, how many credit cards you have, if those balances are not paid down between one and 7%. And what I mean by that is, so let's say you have a credit card with a credit limit of $1,000. One to seven percent of a thousand dollars would be ten to to seventy bucks. So you really want to make sure that the balance is right within that that range because FICO will will reward a consumer the most amount of points possible in the utilization component of their score um, with the utilization is between one and seven percent. You would think a zero balance would be the best, but it's actually not as good 
as a one to seven percent uh, utilization or one to seven percent balance. And so if you have some high balances, consider paying those down as fast as you can. And then you want to call your credit card company just to find out when they will report that information because credit card companies typically report once per month and then kind of get the dates of when they're going to be reporting, get your balances paid down before that date. And maybe you want to schedule your, your loan application, your auto loan application. Um, you probably want to schedule it maybe a couple of days after all of those credit card balances have been updated. That way, when you go and apply, you will have the highest score you possibly can have at that point. And, you know, that can make a big difference in your interest rate. You know, if, you're, if you can knock your interest rate down two, three, four, maybe 5% uh, or more, that's going to make a big difference in your payment, a big difference in what you pay back in interest. So something to really consider before going and applying for, for a car loan is making sure you take a look at all your credit card balances and see, you know, what you can pay down to, to boost your score before you go and apply. Um, now I want to talk about uh, an option, um, basically a lending institution that a lot of people don't know about. Um, you know, I would say probably good half of the population knows about this, this lending institution. The other half are, are clueless, had no idea lending institutions you know, like this existed. So I want to talk about a really good lending institution to, to go to to get your financing secured in advance um, that could really give you an interest rate very, very low. But first, before I do that, I, I want to just let everybody know that you know if you're if you're if you've been working on your credit, you feel stuck, you, you're really not getting anywhere, not sure where to turn. You've maybe considered hiring you know a credit card company in the past, or have thought about it, but you're just a little skeptical. You know you don't you don't, you don't want to spend thousands of dollars doing it, and, and, and flat out you just don't have the time to mess with it. So you're kind of you're kind of stuck. Um, and I get it. You know, many of my many of my clients in the past kind of feel it the same way. And that's a big reason why I started my company back in 2012. So if you go to joechaparia.com forward slash links, there's going to be some helpful information there. We have I have articles that I've written, I have videos that I've created, all kinds of different credit content, tips and resources, all free to the general public. Also a credit monitoring site that I recommend. Um, if you're just going to want to start repairing your credit, you want to keep your monthly costs uh, down and, and monitor your credit scores, all three bureaus even, and there's a link in there for that as well. And if you just want to have your credit looked at by a professional, my team at the credit agents will be more than happy to take a thorough look at your credit report, break things down for you item by item. My team at the credit agents will actually explain to you how you can fix your credit yourself. And that way, if you wanted to do it on your own and save the money, they'll, gi they'll give you some guidance on how to do that. Now, if you want to just hire them to do all the legwork for you, you just don't have the time, they'll provide you with a free quote, no obligation, you know, completely complimentary credit review for you. They'll provide that for you at no, no cost to just review the report with you, break things down. But if you want to hire them, provide you with a quote and what it will cost to, to hire them to actually do all the legwork for you so you can just sit back, relax, and let those guys do all the heavy work for you. Um, so again, go to joechaparia.com slash links to get information from tips, uh, videos, articles, uh, credit monitoring service, and of course, just schedule your no risk, no obligation credit review at the credit agents if you wish to do that. Again, joechaveria.com slash links, get started. You take advantage of your credit again, get that going in the right direction so that way it doesn't haunt you for the months or years to, to come. All right, so now let's talk about the the, the, the credit institution, the lending institution that that's out there, a lot of people don't know about, that offers very low, very favorable interest rates and terms. It's a great place to go to um, before you go and seek financing uh, at the dealership or, or somewhere else. Uh, 
Um, and that lending institution, that credit institution is a credit union. So credit unions have been around for, for, for decades. They're similar to a bank. They, they, they act almost the same way, but they're just not classified as a bank. They're classified as a credit union. And so credit unions are more member focused. Uh, a lot of banks are, are more, more, you know, profit and loss, investor kind of, kind of focus. Uh, you know, and of course, they're, they're account holder, you know, focused who they're considering the account holders. But, you know, where a credit union, they're, they're a little bit more, more friendly or a little bit more friendly to, to, to individuals or, or members of the credit union, which are basically people who have, you know, checking accounts with, with credit unions. So credit unions have been known to offer interest rates on vehicles as low as 2%. Um, usually you don't get too very, you don't get very high with them. They don't have the high score requirement to, to, to get approved for a vehicle. Um, many of them will give you an approval on an auto loan if you're right around 600, 620 um, and above. Of course, you want to remember, remember tip number two. This is tip number three, by the way. Um, but tip number one, remember you want to check your FICO auto scores first in advance before you go and apply. And if you're 600, 620 on your FICO auto scores, you know, across the board, you know, a credit union may not be a, a bad option. So, you know, you can just Google search credit union near me. Some of them may want you to go and open an, uh, open an account with them to get the auto loan as well. And sometimes that's worth it. Um, so, so definitely, you know, consider that. Google a couple of credit unions near you. Give them a couple, you know, give them a call, call, call maybe three or five of them um, and, and have your credit ran by them or have your, have your application considered for an auto loan. You know, of course, ask them questions in advance. What score model are they using? What bureau do they use? What score do they require? Kind of get some information in advance from them before you decide to, to, to do that. But credit unions are, are, are great. They're phenomenal, great customer service. Um, and they offer very, very low interest rates on, on, on vehicles. So definitely not a bad idea to consider before, you know, going to the bigger banks like Capital One, Chase, you know, Wells Fargo. Um, I, if you're going to go to a bank and get approved for a loan first to buy a vehicle, I would I would highly recommend going to 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 a credit union. Um, and so same process on that. You get approved, you get your financing, you take your financing with you to the dealership or to a private seller, whoever it may be. Buy your car, and the, and the credit union will cut a check to the dealer for for the financing, and you pay back the credit union for for your your, your car loan. Okay, so tip number four: if your credit score is low, if your credit score is let's say it's below six twenty, you really want to try to avoid financing something old. Okay, so you know if if you're not quite above six twenty, or if it's kind of kind of kind of borderline credit. Um, if you finance something older, like an older vehicle, then that's going to add to the already, you know, high interest. Okay, so the older vehicle, the more miles it has, you know, the dealers or the, the lender is going to, going to, you know, obviously the interest rate is going to be higher because the the lender is looking at it as well. The vehicle may not last that long; it may have issues. And if it is, we need to try to make as much interest on the loan as much as fast as possible before maybe it defaults or you know it gets sold or whatever the case may be. Okay, so they all calculated that they calculate the interest rate you know that way. And so you really want to make sure that if, if your credit's not that strong, don't make the situation worse by going and getting a much older vehicle. And and older, what does that mean? I, I probably would recommend something four years uh, or, or newer, right? Something doesn't have to be brand new, but four years or newer and, and really check the mileage. Okay. So, so not only check the year that the, the car was made, but also check the mileage to see, you know, how, how much wear and tear does it really have? A good rule of thumb is, you know, uh, generally a vehicle is going to probably add, you know, 10 to 12,000 miles per year. So, 
if you know the vehicle is like three years old and it's got 30,000 miles on it, it's actually not a bad idea. Plus, someone else already paid, paid for the depreciation. So once the, that person drove that new vehicle off the lot, they've already you know paid for the depreciation so you don't have to. So you're walking into a fairly new vehicle. The value is going to be a lot less because it's already been driven off the lot and you can get a pretty good deal on the financing because the purchase price is going to be much lower. The interest rate shouldn't be that high. And if your credit's not that strong, it'll kind of, you know, it'll kind of even out in the end where you may not pay that high of an interest rate, um, especially if your credit's not that strong. Clearly, you want to work on your credit, get the credit as high as possible. But if it's not that strong, you know, low 600s, high 500s, then, you know, you may want to consider definitely trying to find something new. Don't fall in love with something older because uh, you can run into some, some trouble there. If, uh, if if the car is older and the bank wants to add, you know increase the, the interest rate and in the course of the vehicle breaks down in the future, there's some issues with the vehicle in the future, then you can really have a problem on your hand because if you've been paying a lot of interest the first couple months, the balance really didn't come down and the value of the car is is, is basically upside down, then you may have some trouble selling or getting rid of it if it's got a lot of issues. So something to 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 really 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 consider. Before you go and, and, and apply for not alone, do your research on cars, find ones that last a long time, find some that, that are not that old, that don't have a lot of wear and tear, kind of use that, that 10 to 12,000 mile per year marker. You know, if the car's two years old and it's got like 50,000 miles on it, then that might be an issue. That's a lot of wear and tear on there that may not be, may not be a good deal. All right, so tip number five, very last thing uh, I want to throw out there is, is be prepared to, to walk away if the interest rate is in the double digits. And what I mean by that, if it's like 10% or more, you know, I've seen interest rates as high as 29%, you know, that, that may not be as a wise purchase to make on a vehicle because remember, vehicles don't go up in value, they go down in value. So, you know, considering that the vehicle is going to go down in value, you're going to pay most of your most of your monthly payments going to be going towards interest. So the balance is going to take a while to come down, and especially if you don't really put any money down on it, um, and the vehicle is losing its value, you're never, you're not really putting yourself in a good position, you know, a couple months or a couple years down the line if you decide you need to sell it or trade it in, because you may carry a lot of that negative equity over to the new to the other vehicle. So I would recommend if you don't have to have that vehicle, if it's not an emergency, or you can borrow someone's car, or you can buy a car cash for the time being. Try to go that route. You know, I get it. Sometimes it's it's hard to move around. You got you know you got you got work. You got kids. You got school. You got you got to have a view. You got to move around. But also also consider your your finances for a bit. You know, don't put yourself in the, in, a, in, a, in a in a position where you can be set further back because of the the you know financial decision you made when it comes to your auto financing. Really consider that. So you know, be prepared to walk away. Be okay with walking away if the if the interest rates are are, are not favorable. For you, don't don't commit to something that is going to put you in, put you in a bind or put you in a, in a worse spot. Um, and I say double digit because you know if you work on your credit a little bit, you know you get with the credit union, you can get single digit interest rates even if you even if you don't go to a credit union. If you just go to a normal bank or go to a dealership and they shot you know shotgun your credit around, you're going to see a credit score six forty six sixty. You got a good auto history in the past. And you shouldn't pay too much in interest, and especially the vehicle is not that old, then you know you should be okay with that in terms of interest rates. So really consider that. Really be prepared to, to walk away if the vehicle is going to put you in a bind. It's double-digit interest rate. may not be a good, good purchase, good decision, and be okay with waiting maybe a month or two to kind of work on your credit a little bit, get the scores up, and get the financing that makes sense for you and is not going to put you or your family in a bind. 
last option there would be to you know consider a cosigner. Um, if you if you have to get a cosigner, um, mom, dad, wife, husband, brother, sister, whoever, always try to get someone close to you, someone that you know and is willing to, to co-sign for you. But do them a do them a solid. If they're going to do you a solid and co-sign for you, do them a solid right back, which is set up some kind of gr- agreement, whether it be you know verbal and writing that. You know, you're going to do everything in your power to work on your credit, get your scores up so that you can basically um, finance the vehicle into your, your name only, basically refinance it down the road, maybe six months to a year down the line, finance the vehicle into, into your name only, get their name out of the picture, right? Get their name off the loan, then the loan is in your name only. That actually may make it attractive to them if you have some kind of agreement set up to where, you know, in six months or 12 months tops, you know, your credit is going to be strong enough where you'll be able to refinance the vehicle into your own name. You'll get them out of the picture because one of the main reasons why people are afraid to co-sign is because there's there's no really plan put in place. You know, they most people don't want to co-sign uh, forever. You know, they, they don't want to run the risk of their credit being destroyed because if, you know, you're missing a payment or two and that's going to really hurt them and their ability to get credit. Maybe they're trying to want to buy a house in the future. Maybe they want to buy a car of their own in the future. So you don't want to really put them in a bind. So if they're going to do you a solid and co-sign for you, do them a solid, maybe have a written agreement drafted up that, you know, you're going to promise to to get the loan out of out of their name in six months to a year into your name so they can get out of the picture. And maybe that would make them feel much better about co-signing uh, for you as opposed to you you know, asking and begging and not really have a plan that may mean not work so well as opposed to having a plan have an agreement in place that may make the uh, the uh, the appeal to to co-sign for you more attractive um, so that's my time today if you like this video be sure to like it also if you uh, want to learn more about more credit information or want to stay up to date on credit news i talk about credit court cases the fdcpa FCRA cases to talk about the bureaus, what's going on with them, new credit score models are coming out. You want to stay in the know on credit information, be sure to subscribe to my channel or follow me on Instagram. Uh, and of course, check out joechavaria.com slash links for more helpful information around credit. And if you have any questions or any questions about this video, drop them in the comment section below. We have all your questions answered for you as fast as possible. Again, I'm Joe Chavaria. This has been another episode of the Joe Credit Show. I'll see you in the next video. Take care, guys.